We're pleased to once again partner with Curex, the number one insole in the run specialty retail market, meaning in running stores, it's the top-selling brand of insoles. It's no wonder. Curex insoles are highly customized and provide dynamic arch support. For 15% off, visit curex.us and use code AMR15. Thanks to Dipsy for its continued support of Another Mother Runner. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories. If you're looking to light a spark or heat things up, there's a story waiting for you. Get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, all on my own, coming to you from Missoula, Montana, in front of a live audience. Well done, well done. Thank you. Uh, after th- almost three years of waiting for it, finally here in Missoula for the marathon. Unfortunately, my favorite sidekick, Dimity, is not here. She tested positive for COVID on Tuesday. She's very disappointed, and um, but I told her I could soldier on. So I'd like to say that I'm delighted to be bringing another mother runner to a new state. I have in my phone a notes of the states that we have been in, um, whether at an expo or having a mother runner party, which we used to do a lot of, or recording a podcast. And this is Montana is state number 33. So I think that's kind of impressive. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, um, yes, I thought we'd add Idaho before Montana, but leapfrogged and, um, I need to figure out what part of the, what's this part of the country called? Is this the upper plains? The Mountain West. Okay, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Okay, very good. I was like, I know this isn't the Pacific Northwest. Okay, the Mountain West. I like that. And such a beautiful part of the country. Oh, my goodness. Stunning. Stunning. All right. Well, so today we're doing a topic that we've done before, but it's one that I really like kind of think pieces. Um, So this is in that vein, and it is going after big goals. We're going to be talking to three we, me, me and the mouse in my pocket are going to be talking to um, three mother runners who are aiming for a variety of big goals. We have our first in-person half marathon, a marathon in each state, and a six-day stage race called the Trans Rockies. Um, so I will be back, and we'll be talking to them one after another. I'll be back with our first of these going big gals after this break. Stay with us. All right. Our first guest is Tori Baker White, a mom of two young sons who moved here to Missoula last fall to be a regional operations manager with the National Wildlife Federation. Tori is going to be running her first in-person half marathon tomorrow. Um, Thank you for joining us, Tori. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. 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 All right. We always start out with uh, what's your running background? Sure. Um, I started running when I was pretty young, thanks to a mom who was also a runner and uh, did girls on the run when I was in about third grade or so. And then had a very off and on relationship with running through college, et cetera. I was a coxswain on the rowing team. So oh, nice. OK, you know, a I'm, lot of time running. <laughs> OK, you know, I'm a rower and Dim's a rower, too. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. I, I just sort of had an off and on relationship with it until I became a mom. And then I found that 
movement and having a goal outside of being a mom really helped me feel a lot more like myself. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're already touching on the theme of that, having a goal, all that good stuff. All right. So will this half marathon truly be your first in-person race? I've done some in-person 5Ks and 10Ks, especially as part of the training for this. Um, but this will be my first in-person half, and I'm really excited. Okay, good, good. Um, so and you're not going to be the only family member out there doing the half. <laughs> no, uh, a few weeks after I signed up, my husband came up to me and said, I know running is sort of your thing, but is it okay if it's my thing too? It's going to be our thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and I said, sure. And so my husband and both kids have joined me on all of the long runs that we've done for training. A lot of our oh weekday runs, we split up just for scheduling reasons. Wow. 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 So, and on those training runs, who does the stroller pushing? Oh, my husband. Okay. <laughs> I carried the kids for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you roll Tori. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but how about on race day? Oh, race day, he will be pushing both kids. Okay. Wow. And it's a, uh, you get bust out to the start. So the logistics of that are kind of intense getting the stroller out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're shooting for one of the earliest buses just in case, mm. but that does mean that we're doing a like 3am wake up with two kids. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is that is brave. Yeah. I've met a couple women at the expo and they were saying, Oh, you know, grandma's going to come take care of the kid and all that stuff. So did you think about just the two of you going off on a lark and running a half marathon? Uh, we thought about it, but in some ways the kids had joined us for all of the training runs and it just felt right for them to join us for the Aww. half marathon as well. Oh, come on, say it with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, one of the folks that we run with actually suggested that we make them their own little bibs and medals. Oh, and darling. so we were uh-huh. geared up for them as well. Uh huh. Okay. You're going to have to take a picture and share that with us. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So, but you have done a longer than a half marathon. It was virtual. You did a 25 K. Yeah. Thanks to one of the love the run you're with programs. Uh-huh. I, um, did a, a virtual 25 K. So I have uh-huh. covered the distance of a half marathon. Um, but and then I, some, yes. cause I did do the math. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but I'm really excited to do a, a big in-person race and, and check something off my list that has been on my list for quite a while. Oh, how long has it been on your list? Uh, I started thinking about the Missoula Marathon in 2020. Okay. Yeah. But then, you know, COVID, babies, et cetera. Um, okay. <laughs> so here we are. And so were both your, they're both boys, right? They're the sons. So were they both born after this, after mid-March 2020 or was? Uh, my older son was born in January 2020. So just pre-pandemic. Okay. And, uh, about the time that I was getting cleared for exercises when gyms were shutting down. Great. Uh Uh Um, And then my younger son was just born this past February. Okay. All right. Okay. So, but you did start kind of running and training in a vacuum, you know, that, that, you know, you kind of couldn't go on group runs, right? I mean, I don't know how lenient the restrictions were here in Montana, but, or where you were living before. I was down in New Mexico and I only ever ran by myself. 
Okay. To the point that I like didn't want to run with other people because mm. I was so used to running by myself that I started to make mom friends who were runners and they were like, Oh, you want to go on a run sometime? And I <laughs> turned them down because <laughs> I was so used to running by myself. Uh huh. And have you gotten over that or no? Oh yeah. I, uh, joined a training group here and have been running with a great group of people, uh, every Sunday for our long runs. Oh good. Okay. So you got over your in, you know, solo ambitions. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh huh. Very good. Very good. So, but when you were, when you were not in the group, I mean, how did you keep your motivation from flagging, you know, that there wasn't anybody to give you a push. There wasn't anybody out there waiting for you on the you know corner to go at five 30 in the morning. Yeah. I, I think that goes back to having the big goal. Um, because I think if I did not have something that I was actively pursuing, that it would be really hard for me to keep up the motivation. Mm -hmm. But I think when I have a goal, it, that's, that's a pretty good motivator for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you followed a training plan? Sure did. Uh-huh. And, uh, what's been your longest training run? Uh, we did 11 miles. Okay. All right. Very good. And the, cause the 25 K that was a, was that in 2021? That was probably, that was, might've even been fall of 2020. Maybe thinking it, it was, it was a, a while, while ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Say it with me. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So, you know, I don't want to minimize what a big goal running a half marathon is because I, I it's, um, to be lauded for sure. Yet it's for you, it is a stepping stone to a bigger goal. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, yeah, I've had my eyes set on marathons as well as 50 Ks for a little while now. Wow. Um, and it just hasn't worked out with the timing of babies, et cetera. Um, and I will say for everyone who's listening, I've worked with a great pelvic floor PT. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have had a lot of support um, as I've been doing the training for this, but this felt like a really natural stepping stone for me as I uh, think about running longer races. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, what appeals to, I mean, an ultra, that's a pretty big bite to chew. Um, uh, I'm sort of a go big or go home kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> Thus the go big sweatshirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and what, what half, what, sorry, what ultra marathon do you have your eye on then? Um, I'm hoping to do the sage burner in Gunnison. Oh, and tell us about that. Uh, it's a 50 K trail race in October. Mm. And, uh, I am, I'm not totally sure what drew me to that particular race, but I was looking at longer races and that one just sort of felt right. And mm -hmm. I also very much hope to run the Missoula marathon next year. Okay. And the one in October though, are you saying you're going to run and alter this October? We'll see. I had signed up for it and then found out that I was pregnant with my son and okay. they gave me a pregnancy deferral for a few years. And oh, so I have some nice. flexibility. Oh, wow. For several years, they gave it to you. That's intriguing. That seems fairly progressive. Yeah. I was really happy. I, I was sort of convinced they wouldn't. And uh -huh. my husband was like, you never know, ask them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a motto. One of my mottos in life is if you don't get what you want, it's probably because you didn't ask for it. So true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Well, way to go for asking for it. And then I, again, I'm amazed that it's for several years. They're not just like, yeah, yeah, do it next year. It's like, um, uh, that's kind of soon. So yeah. All right. So what are your feelings about tomorrow's race? Nervous, excited, mixture of both. 
<laughs> Both for sure. Um, I'm in doing this, I let go of all of my time goals and my only goals are to finish injury free and with a smile on my face. Mm. And <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think honestly, I'm most nervous about the kids. Our uh, older son starts to get a little antsy after about six miles in the stroller. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're armed with some new books, some new trucks, and a big bag of snacks. <laughs> so hopefully we make it. <laughs> but on some of our longer runs, we've had to pull him out of the stroller and let him run a half mile or so. Wow. And then we put him back in once he's gotten out his wiggles yeah it's like my i have a french bulldog so about the same length legs maybe as your two and a half year old yeah yeah, yeah. Our, and a our, half pace, mile, yeah. our pace takes a real hit when he yeah, starts running no doubt <laughs> i mean a half mile that could take quite a while yeah uh -huh. <laughs> all right and so why did you let go of a time goal was there something specific or you just said for your headspace that was the right thing it was just the right thing to do with having a baby so recently, trying to do this big goal with two kids in a stroller, waking up, getting on the mm -hmm. bus. Like, I just have learned that there is no predicting what's going to happen when you have two kids in tow. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I had a specific time goal, that there was a good chance that I was going to walk away disappointed. And I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And are you all going to stay together? You and your husband and the kids? We sure are. Wow. Wow. I mean, barring any injury or other, other <laughs> thing for either of us. Uh -huh. Do you have like a safe word for like, really, honey, I mean for you to go ahead of me. <laughs> Uh, we don't, we just have like a, a pretty good sense for each other. We ran a 10 K race together, uh, in April and he was having some trouble and I sort of stuck with him for a while. And then there was just a, a look at one point and I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to, I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just took the kids and took off. Oh, you took the kids. Wow. That was generous of you. Wow. Yeah. Well, he was having a hard time. So yeah, yeah. he's got testosterone <laughs> though, you know, <laughs> He didn't, he doesn't have a pelvic floor that needs attending to perhaps. Uh, True. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, any final parting words or thoughts or I don't know, advice for folks? No. Okay. Very good. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. And we'll be thinking of you tomorrow, Tori. Great. Thank you. All right, our next guest is Penny Knoll, a mother runner with grown children. Penny started running two decades ago at the age of 50. So do the math, let that sink in for a moment. Uh, Penny is on a quest to run a marathon in all 50 states. She's here in Missoula to tick Montana off her list and it'll be state 44. Yeah, yeah. But, but she would be quick to point out it is marathon 52, right? Yes, yes. So, um, and once Penny starts talking, if she sounds familiar to you, it's because she was on the pod about three years ago talking about her quest. And since then, Penny's run more than 10 more marathons, yes? I wonder, is that right? I think so. Okay, yeah. let's yeah, say yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and Penny is one of our brand ambassadors, and Penny and I um, had the good fortune of meeting in Anchorage in June 2018 when you were taking Alaska off your list. That was another beautiful state. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and I'm also a grandmother runner now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So welcome back to the pod, Penny. Thank you. So nice to be here. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, all right. So give us the, the quick down and dirty on your running background these past two decades. So I really started running when I lived in Washington, D.C., and it was the 70s, and everybody was jogging and gym fix and learning mm-hmm. to run. It was a thing. And it was Washington. It was easy. So I ran for about a year, but then I moved away to hilly places. And I also didn't have a running community, mm-hmm. and I find that's really important for me. So mm-hmm. I stopped running until my 50s mm-hmm. after children were in high school. And uh, then I started with a 5K as a fundraiser. And then I kept going. I drank the Mm Kool-Aid and I, and then my first marathon, one of my first marathons was with a group of of friends, training friends. Mm -hmm. And we went down to Philly. Uh And so, um, that was just such great fun. Like if you're going to be running 26.2 miles, then go to a place that's beautiful or fun or with friends. And, um, and then that really, that really helps me. Uh Yeah. And so you live uh, near Dimity Mai's alma mater. You live in Casanova, New York, which is near Colgate. And um, so there's a good running, strong running community there? Oh, my gosh, yes. There That's are awesome. so many different groups you can run with. Oh, awesome. So there's the Y, there's um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, Syracuse Chargers. There's uh-huh. all different kinds of groups. And then I formed, well, a group of us formed our own little group. We called ourselves the Pink Cheetahs. And how did you come about with that name? I don't know. We wanted to come up with a strong animal, but we didn't, but we wanted pink. (laughs) So, so we're we're the pink cheetahs and we started out seven and now there's probably 30 of us, I think. Wow. And we go on racecations together Uh and we, we, during COVID, we went in the backyards and had, had everybody brought their own food and we sat around a campfire and. And nice. did things. So we, we're very supportive uh-huh. in non-running ways, too. Oh, good. And do you have a good logo? None at all. Oh, you need a graphic designer to do a cute logo for we you. Do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you have we, some... have, we do. We have a great um, okay. graphic designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll hook you up with her. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So share the origin story of your big goal. I didn't know my big goal was a big goal when I first started running marathons. I didn't know there was a thing called the 50 State Marathon Club or the Marathon Maniacs. So we ran, I ran Toronto as my first by myself because I used to live there. And I thought, oh, I'll just run around my old neighborhoods and but 26.2 miles in my old neighborhood. And that was, that's a, it was good. And then we went to Philly and then we went to Philly again. And then I went here and there and and uh, all of a sudden, I was over 10, and I saw somebody with a shirt. Mm. And, you know, we're all about the shirts. Oh, sure, yeah. 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 Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we all love a good shirt. So there's a somebody with, it said, 50 State Marathon Club. And it's like, hmm. And uh, then that's what I did. Once you get to 10, then you can enter you can oh, register. Oh, so there's like a bar you need to clear. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't... and they have their own newsletter, and mm. when you're all done, they send you a little plaque, and oh, yeah, it's, it's... it's a volunteer-led organization, but it's uh-huh. it's huge. Okay, all right. And did you ask the person who was wearing the shirt, or did you then mm-hmm. go, okay, so you didn't go home and yeah. Google it or something yeah. like and that? Yeah, and then what I started doing is, you know how you go to a race, and then you say, oh, what's your favorite marathon? And what's your favorite state? And then mm-hmm. they tell you, and I make a mental note. And then mm-hmm. I started accumulating by each month different marathons that people talked about in different mm-hmm. states. Mm-hmm. And then I start ticking them off. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, a spreadsheet or no? 
No. Or a sheet of paper. Sheet, old oh, pencil. Old Oh, pencil, pencil wow, lined okay. paper. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, and Missoula was always on it. Oh, was it? Missoula was always going to be my Montana. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Little local pride. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, but tell us how you how you go about ticking off marathons. I know occasionally, maybe at least once, you've done two marathons in one weekend. Yeah, that was a one and done. Okay, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Was the, that was a big goal, is to train for a marathon on Saturday and then drive, what is it, four hours? Wow. Um, to get to the next state, the next city, and run a marathon the next day. Where were they? Tell us that, please. So it was, it was Des Moines. Where was it? I and Kansas City, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and so training runs were very. I the way I chose to do it is on Saturday I would run, let's say, sixteen miles, and on Sunday I would run seventeen miles because I oh, wanted geez. to train myself to think to run on tired legs, and to know that I could. So then at eighteen. So 20, uh-huh. and it was always, then the next day would be 21. And I often found that the second day was the easiest. It wow. felt easier. It was so odd, but wow. I was thankful. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any rationale? you have any theories as to why that might be? No. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Does anybody? I don't know yeah. what would explain it, but it was, <laughs> it was magical. But I, was, I, I got to the end, the finish line on that second marathon, and with the friends I was with, and I said, don't let me ever do this again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, okay, so you you take in the input from other runners, hear yep. which ones they like. I mean, then how much research do you do? I mean, do you spend a lot of time scrolling around? I know you like um, uh, like actual paper things that you've, you were telling me this morning about how when you plan trips, you go in, you're in the, you know, look at the brochures and all yeah. that stuff. So... Yeah. I'm 70. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. So, so, I mean, is that, I mean, do you look at magazines to find races yeah, so you I might want to mar- do? Marathonguide.com. I, talk I love to that people. site. Yeah. It's uh-huh. really helpful. Um, I used, I get runner's world. I would read, they would have, you know, best marathons for this best marathon. I wrote one of those articles once. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, that kind of, and then talking to people uh-huh. to, I have, a friend who completed all 50 states and so she's guided me a bit okay and so for a while once I started and once I retired then it I just would see how many I could get in in a year because my goal was to finish not hurt myself mm-hmm. smile and be ready to run another one in six weeks wow. so one year I ran five or six because like this takes forever you know, if you just do one or two a year, <laughs> holy smokes. So, so, but now I'm back to, now I have another big goal, if you want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, of course I do. It's the theme of the podcast, yes. <laughs> thought so. Um, so my next, my new big goal is one of the states I have remaining is Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And so for Massachusetts, I want to run Boston. Mm-hmm. And to run Boston, you have to qualify mm-hmm. or run for charity, which is also very awesome. Mm-hmm. But I want to try and qualify. I am going to qualify for Boston. Yes, you are. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that means not running a bazillion marathons in a year. Yeah. 
it means training very smart and getting massages and eating well and cross-training, doing all the things. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm, I'm feeling like it's my job. Okay. But a nice job, a great job. I'm really <laughs> lucky I have this job. Yeah. But so that's what my goal is. And I started the Obliterate the Marathon program, yeah. yes. training program. It was my first time on it, and I love it. And, so and that it, is a very challenging program. It's very challenging. Yeah. I like the race pace miles during mm -hmm. long runs. Yeah. So wow. in February, I ran a second state, a, a state a second time, North Carolina, oh. and I finished it in 536, let's say. Mm -hmm. And then I recently ran the Eugene Marathon mm -hmm. on May 1st, and I knocked a half an hour off of that time. Wow, awesome. So it's like, whoa, I guess it's working. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, so as a um, 70 years young person, what do you have to run to qualify for Boston? So I need a 450, but then you need to bank a couple. So I'd like a 447. Even for someone who is 70, in the 70 plus, you Females. still have to? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's outrageous. It's really fast. Wow. Yeah. I just can't, I mean... I just, you seem kind of like a hen's tooth. I mean, you seem so rare to me that you are 70 and still running marathons and that there's other women out there who are not ticking it off. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's, um, so, yeah. Wow. That's okay. It. So then what's the plan then? So you're saying you're cutting back on the number of marathons you're going to do a year to really focus and right. channel your chi and all that stuff. Right. So this is my last one. Now Normally, I'd run another one in June and, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. July. I, oh, this is June. June, yeah, it? yeah. It's okay. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I, another six weeks another around six August. Weeks. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so I'm not doing that. I'm going to take a good one week off and then start building again with the Obliterate training program. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not telling everybody it's a secret marathon. Okay. Uh -huh. Because I don't want the pressure of people saying, oh, you're going to get it, Penny. You've got it. You're so fit. Uh -huh. No pressure. You know, it's like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I'm not telling anybody which one I'm going to run. Okay. And we'll respect that. Okay. And so you won't see it on Facebook. It's yeah. The only thing wow. I that's going to be, that's going to leave a hole in our page because I just love seeing your posts on our page. Uh -huh. And, um, it just, particularly while I was injured, I, I like uh -huh. really enjoyed seeing your progress and, Thank and you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So afterwards we'll see how it goes. I'll okay. start. Okay. I'll post some, but I'm just okay. Not yeah. Yeah. Maybe some like training runs. Yeah. 10 so days until blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so let's dial back a tiny bit. So 44 states, when do you really feel that it started? Like how long has it taken you to get to 44 states? So I looked that up in my hotel room before I came. Thank you. Thank you. And so it was 2006 that I ran my first marathon. Okay. So, and some of those count toward the, mm -hmm. uh -huh. but like Toronto, I mean, that was kind of a throwaway because I'm sorry, that's not yeah, in a state. And so was Ottawa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh -huh. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Maybe there, is there like an add on, you know, that you could then no, all the now provinces. No, but I'm going to run the provinces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. after the States, then I'll run all the provinces and oh. then I'll run all the continents. Oh. And then who knows? Oh my gosh. And are you being facetious when you say you're going to run all the continents? Or no, you're being, wow. well, I want to run the world majors. That's a thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. So that'll get me. Yes. Uh -huh, yep. 
we're going to be we're going to be world major buddies, mm-hmm. you and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, but that means you're going to go to Antarctica to run a marathon. Why not? Yeah, I think the boat. I think the boat trip to Antarctica is is the true marathon. Right, and I'm not going to do one of those seven, you know, seven oh, marathons you're not? in a day. No, oh, ne- Pick- Shh, never mind then. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> because like half the fun of going on these. Marathon adventures is I stay and see the state. Oh, you sure do, girlfriend. You're telling us on the 5K this morning about your trip to Oregon, and you have seen easily twice as many things in Oregon as I have seen. I mean, you have been. And how long have you lived there? Yeah, 22 and a half years. Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful. There's so much to see there. There is. There is. And, you know, we'll spend a week, a week plus here. Right. Seeing Montana and. I don't know what there is to see in Arkansas. I'm sorry, but oh, that might sure just be a weekend. Oh, sure, there is Bentonville. There's the fabulous, uh, you know, the oh, museum. Oh, right, because you had a glass. retreat there. We did. I guess, yeah, don't don't All you right. knock Arkansas. I love that state. All right, so, so we'll talk later um, about that yeah, also. Yeah, well, and the, but the museum that the um, Walton family, the Walmart family, mm-hmm. built up is a world-class museum. Okay. I, I realize that's not outdoors, and I know you like more natural things. But, but it's December, so it's okay. Okay, yeah. So super um, fabulous museum, okay. and um, there's mountain biking, although maybe take it easy. Don't do that. No, um, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's hot springs, so you can go to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Ooh. Yeah, I tell you, after I talked to somebody in um, Little Rock, I was all set to take my family on vacation to okay. Arkansas. Excellent. Yeah. See, yeah. that's why you talk to people, because you get a stereotype in your head, mm-hmm. and then you find out that it's very wrong. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I wasn't crazy about um, where Colgate was, but, you know, talking to you, I'm like, oh, I need to go back there again. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Please uh, do. Thank you. Um, So, all right. So recovery, you've alluded to that, that you're going to add in more of that, but I mean, and that you've started to, but I mean, all along, I mean, I'm just coming off four months of bulging discs that made it so I couldn't run a single step. So, I mean, how have, how do you remain injury free? I think my body's just so used to it that it doesn't know any other way. I don't see, but I would have told you that very same thing. And then when, uh, Dimity and I were just at the run show outside Chicago and there was a woman who looked at me with such incredulity in her eyes. And she said, kept saying to me, but Sarah, you're indestructible. You're indestructible. And I was like, I used to believe the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, and I have learned that that's not the case. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. So I just, you know, I make sure I have good shoes. I mm-hmm. get massages regularly. Mm-hmm. And you have a massage therapist that you regularly yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that yeah. you trust. And she's uh-huh. a runner. So oh, great. she knows my body and I try not to run on trails anymore because I oh. trip and fall. Yep. Okay. So mm-hmm. I just try to set up my world. So Mm -hmm. I'll be, but but like foam rolling, strength training, all these things that Dimity now Dimity would be tisking at you right now. She was here. So it's good. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I do it. I do it Mm. once Mm. a month (laughs) during a leap year (laughs) in the harvest moon (laughs) during a blackout. Uh But I have been much better about um, cross training and doing like the the different, you know, what am I called? You know, so after you run, then you do this video. Oh no, you do different. Oh, a strength training video. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's like six of them or something. So I've been much better about doing, and that has made a huge difference, I think. Oh, good. Okay. Just in my form and Mm -hmm. 
and and so how I land and how I run. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're continually evolving. Correct. Yeah. Which is important as we age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's why I do Duolingo. Um, <laughs> it doesn't help my running, but gang muy bueno at Spanish. Yeah. So, um, so what logistical advice do you have for aspiring 50 staters? Talk to people and, um, allow enough time. Don't go to a race the day before. Mm. So try and like arrive on a Thursday for a Sunday race mm-hmm. in case, especially now with all the cancellations and, um, all that, oh, but yeah, get, but even delays, with, yeah. even with weather, just, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, come a few days early and relax and and um, and have a checklist. Uh, even though I've done this a million times, I, I always mm. forget something. Like, so I forgot gloves for this trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but most things you can buy, so just make sure you have the most important things. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also liking uh, reading over my training that's built up. Mm-hmm. So to help remind myself that I've done the work, I've done the miles. Mm-hmm. I've run in all kinds of different conditions. You sure have up there in central New York. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've run by myself or I've run with a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I'm liking also, I used to play games. I was mm. a big games player oh, while well, I ran by mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. Um, during marathons. Such as? Uh-huh. Um, the Grateful Game or the, eight, the, or the Thankful Game where you go through the letter of the alphabet Mm-hmm. And then, and you can do it as a group or with, by yourself. And you just, you may, all the things that begin with the letter A. So it can be people, it can be food, it can mm-hmm. be animals, it can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So what's your grateful, you know, your arms. Mm-hmm. And then when you run out of A things, then you go to B and keep going all the way down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do the alphabet game with songs and I try and sing songs to myself that begin with the letter A. Oh, or look have at that. A uh-huh. word in them. Uh-huh. So those are my two. And then we also had a travel ABC game <laughs> where you just mentioned different places that you've been or that you want to go to that begin uh, with the letter. Uh-huh. Antarctica. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> so having games, having tools that we've talked about on podcasts and uh-huh. um, just having different tools to get you through and focus on one mile at a time. Uh-huh. The mile you're in, don't worry about how many more you have to go, just the mm-hmm. mile you're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so does it ever feel like work? Um, you made a joke that it was work and you like it, but but sometimes work, you know, do you ever find that it's hard to, to rev up the engine to get out there and do the workout? No, because I don't, I don't think about it. You just set out the stuff and you just go do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Don't think, just go. Don't, mm-hmm. don't think, just go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have it ever all ready to go. It's not only for races you do flat penny, but flat I penny. do mm-hmm. get it all out the night before just to make it really easy. Have it in the car. Don't, you know, if, when I worked, mm-hmm. I'd have it in the car because if I came oh. home, I wasn't going to get out there again. So, mm-hmm. oh, so when you worked, you ran after work. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And now, when what? I mean, a lot of your pictures are in the light, but do you run in the morning or? I run in the um, early morning on weekends because that's when my friends run. They mm-hmm. want to, and then it's nice to have the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the week, I run after their work or later in the day or oh, okay, in the middle of the day or okay, whenever I can get it in. Okay, all right. And yeah. uh, do you have a specific goal for here in Missoula? So I'd like to run 
again, a, a finish around 505, five. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I know it's, they say it's a flat course, but it really slightly elevates up. Oh, uh-huh. So I know it's going to feel a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like it's flat, but it's going to feel a little bit harder. So I don't know what kind of effect that'll have mm -hmm. on me. But And it's also a point-to-point -point with lots of long, straight roads, which I don't like. It's, I like windy. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's around this corner? Oh, what's down that road? Mm. Oh, here we go. Oh, you must not have liked Eugene then. That was a lot of str straightaway. I liked Eugene. Oh, good. Okay. I thought it had enough. Okay. Yeah. It's so flat. Me. It's so flat though. Yeah. But I had a good time. Okay. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no complaints for me. Yeah. Well, we um, will, we will be watching you as you, you, you know, and we wish you all the best in your secret marathon later this year. Well, and I also want to um, piggyback off of Tori. My main is to finish, finish with a smile on my face. Cause mm -hmm. those are the best pictures. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, and, and not hurt myself and be ready to go again. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, we wish you that. And, Thank and you. more. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again, you Penny. Bet. Lovely you talking bet. with Thanks, you. Thanks, everybody. This summer, take steps to better running with Curex. At running stores where folks can try on insoles, Curex is the most popular brand of insoles. For good reason. Curex Run Pro insoles are highly customized and provide dynamic arch support. If you've been in the market for insoles, I don't need to tell you. There are a lot of options, and it can be kind of confusing. Let me break it down for you. Insoles shouldn't be just cushioning and shouldn't only be stiff like a custom orthotic. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex Run Pro insoles have flexible support with an ideal level of rigidity. They have a thin, low profile while still providing maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. From my high arches and up into my knees, hips, and back, my body is grateful I added Curex Run Pro insoles to my shoes. And I'm such a fan of Curex Run Pro insoles, I put Curex Ace Pro insoles in my court shoes for playing pickleball. Feel the Curex difference. Curex offers the largest line of sport, activity-specific insoles, including ones for soccer, hiking, walking, golf, hockey, and even ones for folks who are on their feet all day in the workplace. Now that I'm resuming my running gradually, oh so gradually, increasing my time running versus walking, I put a new pair of Curex Run Pro insoles into my shoes to assure I had the best base possible. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S with code A-M-R-15 for 15% off. Curex.us A-M-R-1-5. Heat things up this summer by exploring your inner desires and fantasies. Find stories that match the season on Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. Dipsy can be your trusted go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or turn up the heat with a partner. Dipsy brings scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. It's a judgment-free space where you can explore, letting your curiosity guide you. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Dipsy even serves up stories designed specifically for your zodiac sign. Love a Leo in July. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new or someone new to explore. Looking to experience some outdoor love action without risk getting caught? Dipsy has several new stories out this week that involve sex in the great outdoors, including Jay Under the Redwoods and Quentin 
under the trees. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash AMR. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash AMR. dipsystories.com slash AMR. All right, and our third and final guest is Kate Walton, also a Bammer Bastard for us, as Penny is. Um, Kate is the mom of two daughters and a stepmom of two grown kids. She lives in Indianola, Iowa, um, outside of Des Moines, works as a state legislative lobbyist. And this Flatlander is training for an epic race, the six-day stage race called Trans Rockies that is in Colorado. Yes. Uh, makes me short of breath just thinking about it. <laughs> um, and you're also a repeat guest. Yes, Kate? Yes, I was on, I was trying to remember, I think it was in 2016. Okay. And interestingly, I think I was talking about stacked races. Because oh, okay. I ran in the oh, Twin yes. Cities, I ran the Looney Challenge. And I uh-huh. think you were talking about yes. how you prep for stacked uh-huh. races. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so you're all about these big. So it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's all about these. You, you like to go You like to go big as well. Like Tori said, you know, go yeah. big or go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, well, welcome back, Kate. Thank you. And uh, tell us about your running background. Well, it's interesting. Um, I've had the opportunity to help out at the expo over the last couple of days. And one of the women who came was talking about how she didn't become a runner until she was a mother. And that is definitely my story, too. And it's one I hear from from a lot of people in this community. So, um, like, I mean, I had been athletic and gone to the gym and I had run a little bit. But um, after my youngest daughter was born is when I really kind of got serious about it. And it became like my main jam in terms of how I I incorporated movement into my day. So the first uh, kind of endurance race I did is a race in Des Moines called Dam to Dam. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a 20K. It was a 20K. They've since turned it into a half marathon. But um, I, I did every rookie mistake. If you want to know it, I can give you the list. And I bonked hard at mile 10. I mean, like, oh. I bonked, like, like I know what it means to hit the wall. And my husband and I had run the first few miles together and he's faster than me. So he went on and he came back on the course to find me. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, baby, I, I don't think I can do this. And I had like a mile to go, maybe a mile and a half. And he's like, oh, um, well, you're doing it. <laughs> and, and he's like, and our car's on the other side of the finish line. So one way or another, we kind of got to get you there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I got smarter after that. Uh-huh. Okay. And how many marathons and ultras have you done? I have run six full marathons. Um, if you call the Yeti challenge an ultra, it was virtual. But if you call it that, then I've done five ultras. Okay. Yeah. And with the longest ultra being, um, so I did a race called three days at the fair in 2018 and it's a time, it's a timed race, which I mean, all races are timed, but I ran the 24 hour and it's on a one mile loop in the fairgrounds in, um, New Jersey. And I ran 58 miles in 24 hours. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We get to clap for that. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Very nice. Okay. So detail what the six day trans Rockies is. Okay. So, um, trans Rockies, you, uh, it is what you think, uh, and you go, um, it's camping. They move your tents for you and they move your stuff and it's, so it's a piece of cake. No problem. Uh Um, the logistics aren't daunting at all. (laughs) Um, so you start and I think the shortest day is 15 miles and the longest day is like 23 miles. So it's 120 miles total over six days. And it's, so it's each day. So there's, 
they, there's a nine hour cutoff um, if you want to be eligible for age group awards, which I do not. Um, <laughs> and then you also have the option to do what they call Dawn Patrol. So the regular race starts at eight. And if you feel like you might need a little extra time, you start at 630. Okay. And are you planning to have to use Dawn Patrol or? I, so there, I'm going to preserve it as an option. Okay. Um, That's tactful. I think, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Like, you know, on the 15 mile day, no, I can, I'm pretty confident even as a flatlander in the mountains that mm-hmm. I can hike 15 miles in nine hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe on the longer days, depending how I'm feeling, I would mm-hmm. preserve it as an option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so how did peer pressure factor <laughs> factor into you doing the Trans Rockies? Um, and so, you know, sort of a joke, but there are a whole bunch of bammers yes. doing it. Yeah. And um, talk about the support that you get from those friends, because sure. they're not all there in Indianola or no. even Des Moines. Or no, anything. they are not. There are no other Iowans in the group that are uh-huh. going. Um, uh-huh. In fact, they all live at altitude. So I'm uh, uh-huh. um, so my good friend, Julie Patno, who is also a Bam ambassador, uh-huh. uh, planted this idea with me about a year ago. Um, and then uh, Britt Parker and Kathy Ingstrom, who also does some support for another mother runner, uh-huh. all kind of jumped in. Uh-huh. Um, and these are just really terrific humans and inspiring people. And I am definitely finding, you know, I think running has a journey. And there was a while where I was, you know, I really wanted to PR or I wanted you know, to take on a new distance or things like that. And I'm finding more and more, especially after the pandemic, that a lot of it for me now is more about connection with people. Um, And I am also largely a solo runner, but I really enjoy having that connection and the shared goal and the shared experience. So um, you can blame Julie for almost every ultra I've done. I'm trying to, (laughs) I think all but one of them, she has contributed in some way. Um, But yeah, it was, it was the opportunity to, you know, take on a new challenge and also connect with people and see a beautiful part of the country. And so how does that translate to day to day? I mean, are you all on Marco Polo or how do you, you know, touch base with each other. Yeah. So we, we have a group chat, um, mm-hmm. on text message and then, uh, Julie and I are on Marco Polo. So, okay. Okay. All right. Why are the other two not on Marco Polo? I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe I, may, they I will have to, maybe I should. Yeah. Britt, Kathy, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is your training like and how is it different than training for an ultra? Um, or maybe it's not. So I think, so I'm working with a coach, you know, Coach Christy, who does the ultra programs in the Train Like a Mother Club. I followed, I worked with her, followed the Train Like a Mother Club 50K for the Dead Horse Ultra in November of last year. And it's a fantastic program. And I really liked Christy. And so um, I reached out to her to see if she would work with me one-on-one because I am a flatlander. I live at 600 feet elevation Mm -hmm. and this race is taking place a little higher than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, having never done something like that, I really felt that I needed a good support system and and good coaching. What is the highest that it reaches? I think 10,000. Well, no, it goes through Leadville. So it goes to 11. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Leadville is the highest. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, I think there was some conversation about you going out there for a training run, but that's not happening. No. So I, um, I, I I was in Colorado, um, over spring break. I spent a couple days in Colorado over spring break. And so, um, and I am fortunate. I mean, certainly, I mean, I'm not immune to the effects of higher altitude, but Mm -hmm. fortunately I, you know, 
my heart rate goes a little bit higher. I have to really tend to my hydration and electrolytes. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I've managed it pretty well. Although I say that like, okay, so we were skiing and I was skiing. I was having a ball. Like I felt great skiing. I felt, and then we're like walking to dinner. I'm like, Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> so, okay. So maybe I would, maybe I'm not totally immune. Uh-huh. Um, but I am mindful that as a flatlander working with my coach, I do. She, one of the things she said, like when I reached out to her, is there is no real way to simulate altitude training. Like that's that's not possible. And so the best thing you can do is just be as fit as possible. And so that's really been my goal. Uh, and I will say that. Um, I started, I started training in January, so I took a long lead into it. So I ran the Dead Horse Ultra in November. It's like November 20th, I think. And then sort of for the rest of the calendar year, I, I didn't do nothing, but I just kind of did what the spirit moved for that six weeks as I kind of recovered and then started training in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been really focused on strength training, Penny. Mm-hmm. Penny, paging mm-hmm. Penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I um, and Christy programs strength training that makes me want to. Sometimes I'm like, I can't do. I tried and this weird tricep push up, and I couldn't. I could do like three, but so I've been doing that. Um, I, we have a bike in our. We have a little home gym, and so mm-hmm. I've been doing more miles on the bike than you might expect. Oh, um, huh. And then um, I do hikes and runs. So it kind of mixes it up to make you know for my strength, my endurance, my recovery. Uh, and overall fitness. And so in Trans Rockies, how much do you see, um, what percentage do you think will be running and versus hiking? I suspect I'll hike the majority of it. Oh. I mean, run the runnable part, certainly, mm-hmm. but you know, there's, there's a lot of climbing and, um, it's also a long process. And so I don't want to flame myself out yep. on day two and just be like, now I can't go on. So I mean, my intention would be to make maximum use of the nine hours they give you to, to get mm-hmm. it done. And poles or no poles? I'm taking trekking poles. And I've been practicing with them. Okay. Which is sort of funny. Like, So there's this nice little trail that is about 20, 25 minutes from my house. And it's not really one that you would expect to see a person with trekking poles on, but I want to practice. And so like I go out there and people are totally giving me the side eye. I'm like, no, I'm practicing. (laughs) We need to make you a shirt that says that. Yeah. 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 Um, so I know that at least one of your training pals is getting tired of her 4am alarm. Yes. Um, so how about you? Yeah. So, um, as you mentioned in the introduction, I work as a lobbyist at the Iowa Capitol, um, and our legislative session runs from January through May. And it is my busiest time of year professionally. And it also aligned with when I started training. Mm -hmm. And so it is an early alarm. I will say now that, now that we're out of session, my schedule becomes a little more flexible. Um, but I give myself just mentally on weekdays, I need 90 days or 90 days, 90 minutes Uh to do workout strength, to do some stretching or a little foam rolling. Like I'm like, I need 90 minutes. And so I back up from the time I need to be at the Capitol. Okay. And I need to do this and this, and that's when the alarm is set. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so, but during the week, you don't need to do more than 90 minutes. Not so far. Occasionally it'll take a little bit longer, but, Mm -hmm. um, no, generally speaking, it's about 90 minutes. What's been your biggest weekend of workouts? So it's, um, Christy right now is stacking things, um, Mm -hmm. as you would expect. So she'll have me do say like a 15 mile run on Saturday and then a three mile or three hour hike on Sunday, for example. So it's, it's, it's like what Penny was talking about uh, prepping for the multi-state. It is, it's more stacking up how things go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And um, have you felt that your mojo has ever kind of died down, has flagged? And if so, how do you reignite it? Certainly, I have had days where I didn't feel like it. I have a little bit of healthy fear of the task ahead of me. And so that's pretty motivating for me of not wanting to show up and not be prepared. Um, I like being on a training plan. I know that, you know, some people don't, I, I, I would probably be on a training plan all the time because I just enjoy the structure and having that in front of me. Um, and so for the most part, I've been pretty, pretty good. Certainly I've reached out to my coach. Certainly I've reached out to my friends, um, and, you know, asked for a little kick in the drawers. Um, and I had a weekend where I'd had an incredibly busy week of work and I texted Christy and I'm like, I just don't think I can do this. And she's mm. like, I don't think you should. I oh. think you should, you know, she's like, I'd pour yourself another cup of coffee and see what you feel like tomorrow. Oh. So mm. that doesn't happen very often, but I, I do give myself permission for that when it, mm-hmm. when it comes around. And then how did that sit a couple hours later? Let's call that a Saturday. It was a Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, so that was, let's, let's call it 8 AM. I mean, how yeah. are you feeling by like, was it then were you getting kind of jittery by two thinking, Oh, I had to go out there and do it. Or did it sit easy with you? And you were like, okay, tomorrow I'll restart. That's a really good question. And I think it's probably telling. Cause one of the things when I was texting with Christy, she said something about, you need to learn to listen to your body. And I'm so like a lot of runners, like I'm sure I'm seeing nodding heads that we're kind of type A people. Right. And so like if I listen to my body, it might be like sit on the couch and watch Food Network all the time. Mm-hmm. Like what is it like that I'm not feeling motivated versus I'm really just too tired to do this today or I'm mm-hmm. too, I don't have what it takes to do it today. And I'm usually much more like if it's on the schedule, I do it. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that day, the fact that I was just so not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I actually felt fine. I actually, and I appreciated the support from my coach, like kind of giving me that permission. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep. And I went and did the long run the next day. It was sort of funny. So it was a unbelievably windy day. I think it was like February or March and I, I had 10 or 12 miles on the schedule. And, but it was like, wind was blowing like 30 miles an hour, oh which is my very least favorite yeah. condition to train in. Yep. And so I, I started at the trailhead and ran with the wind at my back and then called my husband and had him come pick me up. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to have the wind at my back the whole way. It was a really nice North to South trail. So it was super easy to do it that way. Um, so when I wrote up the notes, I um, had your hip injury in mind that yeah. you had a pretty big um, hip. Thing. I did. So how's that going? And now you have a, um, something you, you call, you don't call it an injury. You call it a complication or what is it you call your, Tendinitis. <laughs> yeah, tendinitis, which is kind of an interesting yeah. um, word for it. Yeah. What is the word that I'm remembering? I don't know. It had numerous letters in it. I'm <laughs> It'll come to me, I'm sure. Okay. I'll blurt it out here in a second. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but how is your body holding up? Actually, really, really well. So, as you said, just for background, um, I had surgery on my hip. I had a labral tear in my right hip in 2017, um, and I ran uh, a 50-mile race in 2018. So, yeah, it, or was it 2019? Well, I regardless. I don't know, but it didn't seem to me being, you know, mm-hmm. 2000 miles away from you and we're yeah. friends. Yes. Um, I, it didn't seem to me like much time passed. No. So I didn't run the, the injury happened early in 2017 and I had surgery in July. So it takes a while. You all know anybody who's been through it yet. Oh, we have to do an x-ray, even though we know the x-ray is not going to show anything. And then we do the MRI and then they mm-hmm. schedule the surgery. So by the time all that happened, it was in July and I was running again 
Um, I started my return to running in October. Mm-hmm. So um, I worked with a great physical therapist. Um, so body has been holding up super well. I have not, that that's the only major injury I've ever had. And then a few weeks ago, I was visiting my daughter, who my my oldest biological daughter is um, just finished her first year of college at American University in Washington, D.C. And so I went out to visit her for her birthday, and we walked all over D.C., and I'm like, hey, man, my ankle, this little area of my ankle's hurting. And um, fortunately, my physical therapist is also a good friend, and so I sat, was sitting next to her at a softball game for my younger daughter, mm-hmm. and I was telling her about it, and she's like, uh, let's make an appointment. So she's been doing ultrasound and Graston on my feet and heels. So it's a the, my posterior tib tendonitis. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I it, you know it flares and then it goes down. And so I really probably have shifted my training more into hiking, biking, strength training. Still doing the hours like I did. We have a Peloton and I did like three hours on the Peloton one weekend, like all mm-hmm. in a row. Mm-hmm. They were like giving me awards. They're like, this is the longest thing you've ever done. Like, <laughs> like here's hoping. <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel pretty confident that I'm going to be able to get that managed and have great support with mm-hmm. it. And we'll, you know, we'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and how tough is it to stay fueled both while you're out there, but also kind of, I would think that you would have to think about your nutrition a lot yes. more while training for something like that this. is absolutely the case. And, so um, my stepdaughter and my stepson are training to run a 50K in September. And one of the first things I told them, I'm like, this is not a running contest. It is an eating contest. <laughs> and you need to eat. You need to eat so much more than you think you do. And then a little bit more. Mm. Like it is, it is really, really important. So the fueling part during, I really do try to practice taking in calories. But I found that the, the eating I do outside of training, you know, or, you know, like your regular day-to-day eating has been super important to me. For me, I have to focus on a lot of vegetables and a lot of like good quality carbs, you Mm -hmm. know, so sweet potatoes and farro and quinoa and Mm -hmm. lots of, lots of vegetables really tend to help keep me Mm -hmm. feeling pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. So, I mean, what's the plan for the race? How, how hard are you planning to lean into it? Like, I mean, you're just... I feel like, so one of the things with this race and some of the other things I've done, they, they certainly nudge me outside of my comfort zone. I mean, I have a I have a very stressful job, but otherwise a pretty comfortable life. And I'm a massive creature of habit. And so when I do the things that nudge me out of my comfort zone, I have really found that kind of meet myself somewhere new and I learn things about myself. And that really gives back to me in other parts of my life of like, oh, you know, like at the end of the legislative session, I was working on this really complicated, highly charged piece of legislation. And we were at the Capitol for like 18 hours a day. And I was joking with my business partner. I'm like, this is where endurance running helps me because I know that I just need to go put a little water on my face and have a snack and regroup and keep going. Mm. So I think I'm doing that I would say in terms of leaning in it, I have zero time goals. They do mm-hmm. keep a time, but I just am not even going to, I'm not even looking at that. Mm-hmm. It's more for the challenge and to experience it and to have the time with those lovely people. Mm-hmm. And again, to just kind of nudge out of my comfort zone. I was thinking mm-hmm. about cause you've been a part of that, Sarah, cause before I ran the three days at the fair, which is where I did the, the 58 miles, what gave me confidence that I might be able to do that is when we did the Ragnar Pacific Northwest, because I'm like, 
I wouldn't have thought that if you threw me out of a van at 10 o'clock at night and said, go run five miles, that I would ever be a person who would do that or, you know, sleep literally in a field. Like, I would have never thought that, again, back to that comfortable life, creature of habit. Uh And so, like, having those experiences has been really good for me. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, nice, nice. Okay, so what's next after Trans Rockies? I do not have a thing. Oh. Um, I know, it's... It's it's like like you're going off a cliff. I know, a little bit. I have certainly more in the last few years, I found that, like, things will start to kind of call to me, like... I really wanted to go, I did the Dead Horse um, Ultra in Moab, Utah, and I've always wanted to see that part of the country and certainly that part of Utah. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of waiting for the next thing that sort of is like, yeah, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you anticipate being kind of having a sense of letdown after Trans Rockies? I think, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever done a big thing where I didn't feel like I didn't have a little bit of baby blues afterwards where you're like, oh, you know, my life has no purpose. But um, <laughs> but especially this, that in a way we've been pointed towards this for a year. We signed, uh-huh. I signed up, I think a year ago right now for uh-huh. this race because you have to sign up pretty far in advance. And I've been training since January and then it's like, you know, week long thing and all the logistics, I'm confident that I will be very sad when it's over. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of trying to build space in, you know, mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we're, I've got two fun things right afterwards. I'm taking oh. um, Amelia, my youngest daughter, to see the Lumineers. We're both very oh. excited. Uh-huh. And then we're going on vacation. So. <laughs> <laughs> no more Harry Styles concerts for you? Well, we have been to a couple. I, I know you have. You, yeah. I, you, you uh, <laughs> talked me into liking Harry Styles. I'm telling you. Uh-huh, you the were cute an early British adopter. boys. I uh-huh. was an early adopter on uh-huh. Harry Styles. Now everyone thinks he's cool. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, good luck with Trans Rockies. We'll certainly be looking out for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I want to do a promo for our retreats. We have three of them coming up in 2023. First time we've ever introduced all our retreats at one time. Our retreats are three nights, four days of women getting together. Martha, who's here in the audience, has been at several of them, knows that they are just really an amazing chance to bond with people IRL, um, and learn from experts and go on group runs, have amazing meals, laugh at karaoke. Um, and uh, two of them next year, Eau Claire, Wisconsin at the end of April and Hilton Head Island, South Carolina in early November. Um, oh, and Nicole's been to one too. Yeah, the, uh, um, we have a race as part of it. And then we're doing one that's totally different. It's going to be in Redmond, Oregon, which is in the high desert of Central Oregon, which is a very special part of the country. And that is not going to have a race, and we're going to do a lot more hiking, which Dimity's very, very excited about. Um, so if you register by July 15th, you save money off registration, and you can find all the details as well as great photos, and um, you can register at anothermotherrunner.com. Click on the events tab on the top, and there's a 2023 retreats dropdown. Again, that's anothermotherrunner.com. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles and good luck going after big goals.